Welcome to Furniture Industry News for December 1st, 2023, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover the rise in residential furniture orders and the decrease in shipments, the increase in the Consumer Confidence Index and Consumer Concerns, initiatives by the Deputy Secretary of Commerce to strengthen supply chains and create jobs, record sales and announcements by IKEA U.S., and lazy boys decrease in sales but meeting guidance expectations. According to a recent report by Smith Leonard, orders for residential furniture in September experienced a 13% increase compared to the same month last year. However, shipments during the same period suffered a decline of 20%. Year-to-date, orders were up by 1%, reaching $20.5 billion dollars, compared to $20.2 billion during the first nine months of the previous year. 72% of survey participants reported increased orders in September 2023 compared to the same month in 2022. However, year-to-date new orders were down for 63% of survey participants. It's important to note that September 2022 saw a 26% decline in new orders compared to September 2021, making the current increase appear less significant. Shipments in September totaled $2.27 billion, representing a decrease of 6.6% from August. Year over year, shipments were down by 20% in September, compared to a 5% decrease in the same period last year. Year to date, shipments were down by 18%, amounting to $21.6 billion this year. Shipments have not consistently followed the trend of orders since the pandemic, as backlogs reached unprecedented levels. It also noted that receivable levels were down 26% compared to September 2022, while backlogs decreased by 45% during the same period. Additionally, factory and warehouse employee levels were down by 7% year-to-date, while payrolls were down by 8% compared to the previous year. The decrease in payrolls appeared to be in line with the number of employees. Overall, there has been some positive growth in orders. The furniture industry continues to face challenges due to fluctuations in shipments and backlogs caused by the pandemic. The recent increase in the Consumer Confidence Index is a positive development for holiday spending. After three consecutive months of declines, the index rose to 102 in November, up from a revised 99.1 in October. This upward trend can be attributed to the recovery in the Expectations Index, which increased to 77.8 in November from a revised 72.7 in October. The Expectations Index reflects consumers' outlook on income, business, and labor market conditions in the short term. While these improvements are promising, the Present Situation Index, which measures consumers' perception of current business and labor market conditions, slightly dropped to 138.2 from 138.6. The increase in consumer confidence was most pronounced among consumers aged 55 and older, although confidence among those aged 35, 54 declined slightly. Dana Peterson, the chief economist for the conference board, highlighted that improvements in consumer confidence were observed across various income groups. However, consumers remain concerned about rising prices, as well as issues such as war, conflicts, and higher interest rates. Notably, the expectations index has remained below 80 for three consecutive months, historically signaling an impending recession. While consumer fears of a recession have reduced compared to earlier in the year, 
Two-thirds of those surveyed in November still believe a recession is likely within the next 12 months. The report anticipates a short and shallow recession in the first half of 2024. Regarding specific areas of concern, 19.5% of respondents described business conditions as bad, an increase from 18.8% in October. Additionally, 15.4% noted that jobs were hard to find, up from 14.1% in October. However, consumer expectations for business conditions and the labor market have improved, with more consumers expecting conditions to improve and fewer expecting conditions to worsen compared to the previous month. Furthermore, a growing percentage of consumers expect their incomes to increase, while a smaller percentage anticipate a decrease. Consumers' assessment of their family's current financial situation and their expected financial situation six months from now also showed slight improvements in November. These indicators suggest that consumer finances are in good shape heading into the holiday season. Deputy Secretary of Commerce Don Graves recently participated in the inaugural meeting of the White House Council on Supply Chain Resilience, where he discussed the efforts of the Department of Commerce to lower costs for Americans amidst ongoing supply chain issues. The goal is to strengthen the resilience of supply chains and mitigate product shortages, while also bolstering U.S. economic competitiveness and creating good jobs. Graves highlighted the work of Commerce's Supply Chain Center, which integrates industry expertise and data analytics to develop innovative supply chain risk assessment tools. These tools aid in driving targeted actions and facilitating coordination within critical supply chains. Additionally, Commerce is taking various steps to support supply chain resiliency. One such step is the convening of a Supply Chain Data and Analytics Summit in 2024, which will bring together stakeholders to inform supply chain risk assessment models and promote data and analytic capabilities sharing. Another initiative is the CHIPS Notice of Funding Opportunity, which seeks to strengthen semiconductor supply chains and advance U.S. technology leadership. Commerce is also focused on supporting small and medium-sized manufacturers through the Manufacturing Extension Partnerships. With MEP awards exceeding $20 million, the initiative aims to enhance supply chain optimization, innovation, and sustainability, while improving the overall manufacturing capacity of the U.S., Moreover, Commerce has played a leading role in the negotiation of agreements under the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework for Prosperity, focusing on supply chain resilience, climate and sustainability, corruption prevention, and tax transparency. These agreements aim to foster competitiveness and resilience within critical supply chains. Lastly, the Census Bureau, through the Census Open Innovations Lab, is actively seeking innovative data ideas to improve the measurement of supply chains and developing new data and visualization tools to enhance government insights into various aspects of the supply chain. By adopting a whole-of-commerce approach, the Department of Commerce is working towards creating a robust and resilient economy that benefits all Americans. IKEA US has announced price cuts and a bonus payout for its coworkers to celebrate its outstanding sales performance in fiscal 2023. The company achieved a record-breaking total sales revenue of over $6.3 billion, representing a 6.6% growth compared to the previous year. E-commerce and online visitation also saw positive increases of 3.3% and 6.3% respectively. Javier Quinones, CEO and Chief Sustainability Officer of IKEA US, 
expressed pride in sharing the success with co-workers and customers. He emphasized the importance of providing quality and affordable home furnishing solutions, stating that lowering prices is a commitment to customers and part of their promise. He believes it is crucial to remain as affordable as possible and continue reducing prices to make their products accessible to all. As part of this commitment, IKEA US reintroduced the new lower price initiative in November, offering reduced prices on hundreds of products across all U.S. stores and online. The company will also have a 24 Days of Deals promotion and its annual winter sale in December, featuring even more discounted items. In addition to the sales figures announcement, IKEA U.S. will distribute a total of $54.5 million as part of its One IKEA Bonus Program, a performance-based payout for coworkers in two-thirds of IKEA U.S. units. Nina Potenza, Chief Human Resources Officer of IKEA US, emphasized that co-workers are the heart of IKEA, and investing in people is integral to building a future for the company. Furthermore, IKEA US will announce its contribution to the TAC Loyalty Program, which strengthens retirement benefits for co-workers within the Inca Group. This program provides an extra contribution to pension funds as a gesture of appreciation for loyalty and contribution. A Lazy Boy reported a 16% decrease in sales for its second fiscal quarter of 2024, ending on October 28th. Sales totaled $511.4 million, which was on the high end of the company's previous guidance. This decline is attributed to the delivery of pandemic-related backlog in the previous year. The company also reported an 18.3% decrease in sales for the first half of the fiscal year with net income dropping by 35.3%. Although faced with a challenged consumer environment, the Lazy Boy Furniture Gallery's network saw a 1% increase in same-store sales, while company-owned same-store sales remained flat. The company achieved an operating margin of 6.6% on a gap basis and 7.9% on a non-gap basis for the quarter. President and CEO Melinda D. Whittington expressed optimism regarding the company's performance, highlighting strong execution in retail stores and the supply chain. She also emphasized the progress being made on the Century Vision strategy, which includes growth in the company-owned retail store base. In terms of sales, the retail segment experienced a 15% decline, partially due to pandemic-related backlog deliveries. However, it also reflected a 44% increase from the pre-pandemic second quarter of FY 2020. On the wholesale side, sales fell 18% due to a drop in delivered volume. The wholesale segment experienced a decrease in non-GAAP operating margin. Lazy Boy's new brand campaign, Long Live the Lazy, was introduced in August and is expected to contribute to future growth. Despite near-term industry traffic trends, the company remains confident in its ability to outperform the industry, driven by its iconic brand, consumer-preferred shopping experience, and long-term investment approach. Financially, Lazy Boy ended the second quarter with $333 million in cash and no external debt. Cash flow from operations showed significant improvement, with $31 million generated compared to a $2 million use in the same quarter of the previous year. Capital expenditures included investments in Lazy Boy furniture galleries and various projects in manufacturing and distribution facilities. Additionally, the company returned $18 million to shareholders through share repurchases and dividends. 
Stay tuned to furniture industry news from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.